you know when that shark bites with his teeth big scarlet billows start to spread and signal It's the political superman, evidently, wiping coat and secure location. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to this episode of Political Straight Talk in conjunction with Rag Tag Radio. I'm your host, Political Superman, coming to you live and on location where the sky is blue and the Democrats are too. The time, 816 on the East Coast, 516 on the left coast. And let's start with what is most important to every single person here, and that is what did AOC get for her birthday? Not a whole lot she could have gotten because if you're going to keep in line with the new Green Deal, you can't get a hamburger because of cow hearts. You can't get lettuce because, well, we can't fix that. She can't get any type of diamond or jewelry because, well, that's a carbon footprint. I know what it was. She got nude pick requests from Anthony Weiner. He's free today. Anyway. She got a vegan handbag. <laughs> vegan handbag. They have them. Uh, I'm not even going to ask. Okay, so um, given some of the audience on here this evening and some of the people that have been listening, do me a favor and use our acronyms and not our actuals, okay? So first, we're going to start with Alabama. As I understand it, right now, this minute, as we speak, the Alabama House and Senate are debating the heartbeat bill. To be honest, why there's a lot to debate about the heartbeat bill is beyond me. If there's a heartbeat, the baby's alive. Period. End of discussion. Now, there's a lot of people that disagree with that, but we shall see. I think I think the argument's coming that they are inclusive of incest and rape. They're inclusive of what? The bill uh, does not... Uh, Allow for exceptions? Yeah. Okay. Then that, that'll that get challenged, which may be what they want. But then yeah, the state has to fund it. The state has to fund all that. And I don't know that the state, you know, most conservative states don't want to be spending money to have to fight litigation all the way up through the federal level. So I, I don't know, to be honest. I don't know what the logic is behind I know Oklahoma's heartbeat bill, Tennessee's heartbeat bill, um, 
Arkansas's heartbeat bill, they all have provisions that will allow them to pass the state and federal constitution smell test. Yeah, well. Why in this country? Yeah, but Tennessee's in your bad. Right. I'm, I'm aware. But why, well, it got killed. It got killed because the governor of that state doesn't want it to go through. He wants to provide lip service, but he doesn't want it to go through. But on a on a broader note, liberals are worried because the appellate court level of judges has now begun to swing towards the right. Okay, and they're concerned about that. Don't hate it for them. We'll we'll see. Yeah. Uh, there's this you know black, there's this black official talking now, and earlier he was saying, "How do you intend or attempt an abortion?" And he kept going on about this, and I guess that's the way the bill reads: is you know any attempt to abort a baby. How do you attempt? Well, I mean, that was happening a lot in the 70s before Roe v. Wade. They were attempting using uh, coat hangers, using wires, using anything they could get. Well, they're doing that now because they're doing that now because there are no restrictions and there are no teeth, there's no murder clause, and there's no uh, restrictions as far as facilities. So, I mean, there's nothing in that New York law. Well, I mean, I, I know. I know, and New York. Yeah. Well, in all honesty, a nurse's opinion would be beneficial here because nurses know what the procedures are more than I do. I know well, what I've, I've seen. Always, I always refuse to assist. So my my question. Where boss lady would chime in on this? Well, it's because of my religious beliefs that I always said, no, I won't assist on them. Well, then my question would be this. If there is a medical procedure, which they refer to abortions as a medical procedure, would the medical procedure not be required to be performed in a facility that meets the standards of a healthcare facility? Because as I understand it, Planned Parenthood and the other places don't have to meet that criteria no, not according to the New York law. I spoke with our ACLJ. They're, they repealed all those laws, every single one of them in the New York law. Well, I, yeah. I so it can be anybody, York. anywhere, anyhow. Yeah. Well, I knew New York, oh, and I knew oh, I knew that in other states where the where the the hospital clause basically where a doctor has to be on staff at a hospital, and that the room that Say that again. Okay. Um, We're going to do some research on the topic, and we'll go more in depth in this particular topic on on an upcoming program. Simply because I don't want to talk out backside. And in truth, I think it ought to be made as difficult as possible to have an abortion. And that's just me. 
Now, there are those that would argue that I'm never going to have one, so how would I have an opinion? Um, Oh, well, that's the the argument a little. But it would be half yours. Um, Yes. And that's, you know, again, I'm... I know my personal feelings and and how I would you know how I would proceed how you know I know my partner's feelings and how they would proceed so that's you know it's as far as you can go as long as you don't do anything to to treat you know I would never participate in one ever matter of fact I spent time trying to counsel people not to do it um, then you're called every name in the book for that but. It is what it is. You've got to stand for something or you fall for anything. Isn't, doesn't Kentucky yeah. have a provision that you have to hear the sonogram prior to? You have to, to see it. Yeah, you have to see the sonogram um, and then wait what I think is either 48 or 72 hours. Most the, the, the most I know you'll find this great. What? But I lost friends at, at our, our, our the big mega church over there when I kept my baby. Well, sonar. And no, I don't find that strange at all. You wouldn't think in 2000 that that would be uh, predominantly. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah, I won't even say what I'm thinking on that. That that is the problem with church. That's Although I have heard recently that a sidekick of the one that does a lot of abortion, anti-abortion work around here, Scott, his yeah. sidekick is being considered for that position at that church, which would be a good thing. Wow. Well, I I come back to. On this particular issue, uh, somebody's got a lot of background. Yeah. Must be chairman. She must be traveling. A lot of the a lot of the issues with the abortion situation has to come from a lack of moral fiber and a lack of people wanting to accept responsibility for their actions. And I look in the face of children, I look in the face of grandchildren, and, you know, I just, I I could not imagine that sweet little girl not being here because of that. The the thought, the, the thought of that is just repugnant. And how anybody could look at a little baby and think, well, that's just a blob of flesh. Let's just let it, he or she die, is beyond me. Okay, so a nonprofit, nonpartisan group has went through and picked America's top 100 largest cities. Or no, I'm sorry, the top 100 cities in debt. I'm just reading it. (laughs) And 
lo and behold, every city on the list is a liberal city. All of them. Every last one of them. Think about that. What does that tell you about the policies? Oh. We have an unmute in the kitchen. We have a mute in the kitchen. Anyway, okay, so I have two little guests that have been waiting patiently to um, come on to the talk show. They don't get to come on very much because they're normally not here on the nights that we do the show. And as you all know, I always do a year-end school review, see what the kids did in school, what they learned in school, how they liked school, and what they plan to do for the summer. So my first guest, she will be leaving the third grade, rolling into the fourth grade. Yay. Yep. She is uh, <laughs> firecracker, firecracker. So, oh, Lexi, hit the button that says mute and delete, and it will unmute you. Yes. There's Lexi. Everybody say hi to Lexi. Hi, Lexi. Hi. So, Lexi, they want to know. What was your, what do you think about school? How did you like school this school year? Um, uh, I don't really know. You don't know how you like school? Well, it's boring. Boring? <laughs> Only thing that's fun is when you go outside and play. Oh. And math. Ooh, math. Well, what did you think about your teacher? What do you think about your teacher? Um, she's cranky, so. Cranky? Yeah, always in the morning. Maybe she's not a morning person. (laughs) So, okay, so we've determined that going outside to play is your favorite part. What are you looking forward to most about the fourth grade? Um, I don't really know, it's just that I want to get good grades. Because every time when you move up, it gets harder. Uh-huh. So, what do you want to be when you grow up? I want to be a vet. A vet? A doctor. Yes, you do. You want to be a vet? Take care of animals? Yeah. Cool beans. So, what's your favorite animal? Um, dog. Shepherd. German Shepherd. Hmm. You ever watch right. Dr. K's Exotic ER? No. So, final question for Lexi. If you could tell any kid out there getting ready to go into the third grade, they're really scared about going into the third grade, and you could tell them one thing about the third grade, what would you tell them? Um, to try their best and do good. Awesome. Thank you, Lexi. You're welcome. Thank you, you can hit that delete mute button. 
Okay. So next up is an up-and-coming actress. She was chosen for a part in a Dr. Seuss adaptation called Seussical. Or Seussical. Excuse me. Let me get it right. And she played one of the jungle creatures. And I'm going to tell you, I went into it with no opinion at all, you know. Um, Everybody that knows me knows that I like plays. And I'm going to tell you, those kids did a great job from from the the character that was only in there for a few seconds up to the main characters that were the leads. They all did a wonderful job and put on a great show. And what made this even better is that the show itself was run, led, and directed completely by students. Wow. So I was I was thoroughly impressed with the fact that, that Bella, for, for those of you, Bella's kind of a keep it to yourself. You know, she kind of stays to herself, a little shy, stays out of the limelight. And for her to step out and to go and try out, because you had to try out for this and you had to sing, and uh, she did. And was worked really hard on her lines, worked really hard on on uh, doing the best that she could do. And I'm going to tell you, we were thoroughly impressed with how well she did. And to me, she was the leading lady of the show. So, I'm going to bring her on now. We're going to talk about her school year. Bella, are you there? Yeah. Everybody say hi to Bella. Hi, Bella. Hi, Bella. All right. So, Miss Bella, what is the best part about the fourth grade? Um, that, like, in our classroom, instead of having, like, desks, we have tables, and we have a crate, and so, like, we turn it uh, a certain way. And so, like, we put um, our stuff in it, and then lunch is the best part. Did you say lunch is the best part of the fourth grade? Yeah, because you get to talk to your friends. (laughs) Okay. So I can understand that. So what's your favorite subject in the fourth grade? There you go. Mine's either P.E. or art. (laughs) I can understand that, too, because Bella is very artistic. And we have paintings and drawings and uh, musings of hers. Uh Uh-oh, you have a creative soul. She is, in fact, very creative. So, Bella... What was the biggest change from the third grade to the fourth grade? So what was something that was just so, so, so different for you? Uh, that was different from fourth grade? Yes, something that was different from the third grade to the fourth grade. That we had the little cubbies. You're all about them cubbies, aren't you? 
Okay, so you've got a third grader and a sister that's getting ready to come into the fourth grade. So what would you, what would you, what piece of advice would you give her when she's going into the fourth grade? So what would you say to somebody coming from the third grade to the fourth grade? Um, that, um, to do your homework. Or else you'll get in trouble. <laughs> and don't get my teacher. Out of the mouths of babes. So why don't you like your teacher? Because she's rude and she calls us little brats. Well. Do what? I said because she's rude and she calls us little brats. Not nice. <laughs> well, now let me ask you a question. Have you ever acted like a little brat in her class? No. No. And that's why I do my homework here. Gotcha. Oh, okay. Wow. So, of all the people, okay, so, what do you want to be when you grow older? Um, a dolphin trainer. Really? That's very nice. So, specifically dolphins or any kind of fish? Dolphins. Marine biologist. Why? Yeah, I was just, you took the words right out of my mouth, Barbara. (laughs) So, why do you want to be a... Why do you want to be a dolphin trainer? Like, I want to do something with animals. Are you good at science? I've been really wanting to, like, go swimming with a dolphin. But I'm too scared to go out so deep that a shark's going to get me or something. <laughs> so okay. I'd rather go to one of those dolphin schools where... There's dolphins in that pool that you can go swimming with. The train. So maybe be a trainer at SeaWorld. Yeah. You should go down to Moat Marine in Sarasota. All right. So, anything else you Be want good. to ask? You uh, should ask the same question next year this time. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, no, not really. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Bella. Make sure you press the mute button. Hi, Bella. Hi. And there is our year in review. Wow. I take it schools out where you are. <laughs> it's not, but it's it's about to be close. Yeah. And so this was the time to do it. There you go. Smart little girls. They're not often here on Tuesday nights. So, well, they were doing my introductions there for a while. Yeah. They were they were getting taken away from me on Tuesdays. So. Oh. All right. So now we'll go back to the old political stuff. 
So as many of you know, we started out with Mac the Knife at the beginning of the program. And for those of you that didn't figure out why I started with Mac the Knife, it has to do with the prosecutor, <laughs> the uh, U.S. attorney that was named to investigate the investigators of uh-huh. the spying on the Trump campaign. Uh-huh. Now, no matter what anybody thinks of this guy, uh, all indicators are he's a straight-up fella. Because he's yeah, I understand he's good. He's the one that blew the whistle on Mueller keeping those guys in the federal slammer for 30 years. Oh, yeah, that's right. Billy Bolger. Whitey Bolger was the snitch that put him there. Yeah, well. So I think... Everything we've seen the last couple of weeks against Bill Barr is simply a way to try and discredit him mm-hmm. because I think he knows what's in the IG's report. Mm-hmm. I think he's seen well, they it. Wanna, they want him to break the law. That's what they want. Well, they know. You know, it's kind of interesting because Nadler is out here screaming, release the report, release the report, release the report. It's been released. And the truth is, he has access to the unredacted report right. inside the bubble. Mm-hmm. But No, it seems odd to me that all week long, it seems like all I've heard is that None of the Democrats care enough to go down and know to find out what's truly in the report. Right. They don't want to. And, and if that's the case, then what in the world? Why isn't the? Why aren't more of the Republicans stand up and saying, you know, enough of this nonsense? Because that's what it is. They're 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 shooting bl- blindly. It's ridiculous. Well, because the they're Republicans fine. don't have any any power in the House, yeah. and so. They can they can say what they want to say, uh, but there's just nothing. Excuse me. Can the Senate not step in and say this is? I mean, I, I did know no. that I did hear that Mitch McConnell stepped no. up and at least voiced his opinion about the whole thing. But well, aside yeah, from that, there wasn't much said at all by anybody in the I Senate. Read, I read well, Ted Cruz was on Hannity. And so was another, uh, Trey Gowdy was. Yeah, um, Senator Burr is the one subpoena Donald Trump Jr., and I read today that McConnell stands behind him. Well, what, what, I mean, you know, I don't get it. You know, what more could you possibly ask this man that he hasn't already told you with 30 hours of interviews? I mean... I just don't get it. And a Republican to do it, I was really taken back. Well, actually, I think it's a pretty smart idea because Republicans know what he's going to say on the record in public. Yeah, I guess 
So I, you know, I'm, I'm, yeah. Well, Junior's already already stipulated that this will be the last time, and you know, he said he'll comply with the subpoena, but this is it. Well, I'm not. I don't really. Yeah, I think some people are they going to make it public? Oh yeah. 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 Hmm. Biden and next Jeb Bush. <laughs> Say what? Is Joe Biden the next Jeb Bush? I'm assuming that's in reference to him being the front runner, front runner, front runner, and then his campaign go kaboom. Mm-hmm. Yep. Lazy, creepy Joe. Well, well, you know, I tell you something. The only thing that really blows my mind a bit is all these Democrats that are that that are talking or with socialist ideas that are that have like Kamala Harris and you know Cory Booker. I mean, all of them really. There's so many of them that have a that Swalwell, which I, you know I don't even think he's going to make it to, to Iowa. But um, but that Buttigieg or whatever his name is, you know he's yeah. he's got real progressive ideas. Um, Kamala Harris is is all about. You know the, the thing is is that they talk about there being a constitutional crisis. They're thinking right, and they're the ones that are not following the Constitution. They're not. No. Kamala Harris has is said that if she was elected president, that she this was during one of her rallies, that she would give Congress a certain length of time to deal with gun regulation, and if they didn't do it, that she would. Now, you and I, but we all know that that, you know, she can't just do gun regulation on and, and, and massacre or dice up our Constitution as she sees fit. Well, what liberals do, what liberals do is they will they'll try it and wait for the courts. That's that's how that works. And that that's how liberals have always operated. That's how they operated um anytime they don't like something, that's the way that they go. So Republicans have to be ready to stand against that. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. We it, have it, a lot of room there. I think the Democrats. I think Democrats are are in for for a little bit of a shock. Yeah. Because I think they're going to find out pretty quickly that mainstream America is not ready for their stupidity. Hmm. Okay. But they don't get it. They 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 bypass the Midwest, the flyover con- uh, states. Yes. And they then do. they 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 um, only concentrate on Chicago, Los Angeles, and New York, and that's it. And I if mean, it was a straight know, up, if it was a straight up 
popular vote or a, a pure democracy like we hear people talk about this country being, which it isn't, but, you know, who am I to actually teach somebody history? Yeah. The the truth of the matter is that if we had a straight up and down no electoral college vote, that's exactly how it would be. Flyover states mm-hmm. or the Midwest would be nothing. Right. So, you know, why Democrats are just ticked off because it have been it has been Democrats that's unable to win elections through the electoral college. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's not Republicans, because Republicans have heavy support in those, as they call them, flyover states. Yeah. So, all right, topic that I want to hit on, and this one is primarily, uh, (laughs) yeah. Okay, so a son gets kicked out of the family home. And as a result of being kicked out of the family home, he gets ticked off, and uh, he (laughs) flushes his grandparents' ashes down the toilet. Oh, no. Oh, God. Now, okay. Yes. Good Lord. Just a relative. <laughs> His grandparents. So, Has he had his IQ tested? The state of Pennsylvania is charging him with two, with two counts of abuse of a corpse. <laughs> Good for them. And criminal mischief. Now... Wait a minute. How can it be a corpse if it's dust? Yeah, it's not that's... a corpse. It would have to have been abused if it was if it was uh, uh, still a cadaver, but it, it's not a cadaver in the state state of being in an urn. Well, technically, it is a dead body. So. <laughs> well, it undergoes the chemical change and becomes ashes. I don't know. Then why didn't they charge that lady on TLC who ate her parents' ashes? Isn't that oh, abuse of court? Or how about these the the ones that turn it into a, a tree or a ring or a, some other piece of jewelry? I mean, this is there. Oh, these people, honest to goodness. Yeah. Well, you just killed my. I can't stand the insanity much longer. That's all I can say. All right. So there has been some good news this week. We probably won't have to deal with Jimmy Carter much longer. He yeah. fell and broke a hip. Yeah. We all know what happens to old people that fall and break hips. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> dun, dun. Oh, wait. I was just told that wasn't funny. I thought it was. Oh. Anyway. <laughs> uh, well, he'll be in state, and Obama will get up and make a speech. And uh, yeah. Well, let me let me give some facts on El Presidente Carter. Just something the taxpayers need to know. <laughs> Jimmy Carter was president for exactly four years. Uh-huh. 
Okay, he began running in 1974, got a Secret Service detail in 1975. He's had said Secret Service detail since 1975. That is 44 years, folks. Wow. 44 years the Secret Service has been looking after this guy. Why? Okay. <laughs> May I remind you, he served as president for four years. Yeah. During that time, he received $125,000 in salary as El Presidente, meaning he received half a million dollars in salary while oh, president amazing. for four years. Since having left office, he has received an average yearly retirement package of $175,000. Okay? That is an average. That means that the public... Now, this is not counting the... uh, Secret Service detail that he gets. Okay, this guy has made off of John Q. Taxpayer since 1980. Okay, and for those of you in Rio Linda, that's 39 years. Uh, we have been paying this guy an average. Now, he actually gets more, but when I did the numbers, I averaged it out. Okay. So this guy has been, he has received from you, the taxpayer, $6.825 million in retirement benefits. That's since having left office. Not counting the $1.5 million average that he receives per year for his staff and presidential office. Okay? That's another Count it up. That's another big whopping 60-some-odd million dollars. Which, by the way, if they don't use it, they get to keep it. Now, think about that. Okay? $1.5 million for 39 years. That is $58.5 million on said taxpayer. Think about that. He didn't deserve it. By the way, while I'm thinking about it, the dear sweet granddaughter's mommy on this Friday will be graduating from high school. She will be walking across the stage to accept her diploma. And for those of you that don't know, she's already got a semester of college under her belt, going to summer school to get ahead for the fall. So uh, all while raising a wee one. So congratulations to her. And uh, let's just hope she doesn't trip and fall as she's walking across the stage. You going to UT? No, unfortunately, she is not. <laughs> she is. She's going to be going to Arkansas Tech, where she will become an LPN on her way to being an RN. So, congratulations. 
to her. Yep. And I love it because we get Dio while she's off doing college. So it works out. Mm-hmm. All right, Thank so you. the next the next thing, and then we're going to kind of wrap it down from here. I know that we've, uh, we're trying to keep it to an hour because I have a, I have a neck massage to give and 24 to watch. So, uh, by the way, Boss Lady has now made it up to season eight of 24. We are and a walk to the store. Say what? An orange vanilla Coke. I didn't hear you. What about your orange vanilla Coke? I said, and I walk to the store for an orange vanilla Coke. You're walking to the oh. store for orange vanilla coke. You. Um, oh. Nacho. <laughs> anyway, so um, as I said earlier, Anthony Weiner was released from the halfway house today, and he was required by New York State to register as a level one sex offender, and basically what that means is that. He probably won't do it again. Um, you sure? This was his second know. time. Hmm. I don't know. But here's the rub to this. One of the comments that he made as he was leaving is that he is now reentering private life, going to repair uh, his absence from his family, and is going to serve the public the remainder of his days. Oh, boy. What porn? What porn site is that, Anthony? <laughs> that says to me. Remember, we have children today. Um, that sorry. says to me that Anthony Weiner is probably going to have some stiff competition. Yep. Maybe Bradley Manning will come up and help him. <laughs> he's going to. He's going to recommit. Those people are not cured. They're never cured. Once to, an offender, always an offender. To be truthful, that that is normally the case. Um, now, I've not worked in psych and all that stuff in years and years and years and years, but I think the boss lady could probably confirm that there is a very high recidivism rate. Oh, yeah. With those individuals. So. Well, Lori Laughlin is said that she doesn't deserve prison. It was all a misunderstanding. She's an idiot. <laughs> she should have done what Felicity Huffman did. Yeah. Be guilty, throw herself at the mercy of the court. She's not going to serve a day of jail time. Mm-hmm. Her. Her reputation will be prepared. She'll repaired. She'll get a diversion. It'll be done. Lori Laughlin, um, I hope she's been measured for her orange. <laughs> yep. You know what kills me? You know what kills me about this whole thing? Is that if any of them do any prison time, they will be going to this little cozy little place. Granted, it's prison, okay, so, I mean, I don't want to glorify anything. However, what I do want to say is it will be a minimum security. They will have access to all kinds of things. 
And, you know, I, I do just, you honestly I'm, believe? I'm tired of these wealthy people being you, treated like even if they go to prison, that they shouldn't be in with the rest of the yin-yangs that have committed crimes. Yin-yang, it just is, huh? it, it's, it's, it's not right. Okay, well, let me educate you a bit. Okay, okay please do, because I know you wouldn't want to put her in with the murderers and so forth, but whatever. First of all, it's a tiered it's a tiered system, okay? Every state has a tiered system. And when you go into the when you are found guilty of a crime, you're given an assessment. What is your risk assessment and they base you on levels. Okay, Lori Laughlin is not a risk to people, okay? She's she's just not. She committed a white collar crime and she's gonna go to a white collar jail, okay? Now, most likely, that's going to be club-fed in Virginia, uh, where they send most of the well-known people that go and serve out their time. But do they have any extra privileges that are afforded other federal inmates? No, it's all the same. The only difference is they're out in an open place. They're not in a cell. It's basically a bunk room, and that's that. Does she deserve to be locked away? In a cell, 22, 23 hours a day? No. Come on. Uh, does she deserve to have a punishment for the crime that she's done? Yes. Um, and the truth is, she is well-known. So that would make her a target. She's also very wealthy. That would make her a target. And I don't blame them for sticking her club fed. I really don't. I mean, she's still locked away. She can't come and go as she pleases. She can't leave the property. She can't, you know, make phone calls when she wants to. She can't pull up the dish satellite and watch what she wants to. There are restrictions. There are restrictions. And, as you know, again, she committed a white-collar crime. If she had went out here and strung up William H. Macy and uh, threatened to... Felicity Huffman, if she opened her mouth, then, yeah, she becomes a a true hardened criminal and deserves to go to, you know, Florence in Colorado. But it's it's a tiered system. And if you are the lower on the system you are, the better you're going to have it. The higher on the system you are, the worse you're going to have it. Look at Martha Stewart. Mm-hmm. She was a club fed. I know. I know, and she gets out, and, and within the, you know however many months, she's right back out and doing her thing and making her money, and you know it's just it just is it, it it kind of bothers me that people seem to not be affected, and I all I can say is I hope that the, that whatever penalties there are, that they have learned something after having been through it. Well, as of okay, as of right you. now. Remember, as of right now, Martha Stewart can't run or be the chairman of Omnicorp. Okay, she has to. She's still the face of it, but she doesn't. She's not in the leadership capacity officially until she's pardoned by President Trump, and he said he's going to pardon her if he hasn't already. Uh, Well, you know, but you see, Lori or Uncle Aunt Becky thinks that she's privileged, and. Will look at me. I made a small mistake. Well, know what she thinks. 
what she thinks is she's going to get out of it. Yeah. And 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 I will tell you that juries are hit or miss. And if she goes in front of a jury and she's looking like Aunt Becky, she may walk. And I think that's what they're that's what they're looking at. Not if I were on a jury. So, well, you got to realize the the ideal juror for her is going to be someone that is uh, mid forties, most likely female, or Star white struck. limp or white limp-wristed male. Starstruck. Okay. That's how Michael nice. Jackson got up. That's how Michael Jackson got up. Well, that ain't what I hear. I hear that was just one occasion of it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I know, but he still got off because of who he was. I, I thought it was because of Jesus juice. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but yes. I, I do agree that, that Lori Laughlin is placing a, a huge bet mm-hmm. on her star power. Lifetime I'm surprised her I'm surprised her lawyer hasn't interviewed older. You know. If I were you. Let's hit a mute button because I can hear you guys. So it's uh, causing you to squeal. I don't know. It's kind of breaking up. So, Lori Laughlin's playing a heavy game, and they're going to come after her with everything because they're making them fight it. If she would have mm-hmm. just taken her lumps, admitted, hey, I did this, she's she's in and out and re-back back to making Lifetime movies in no time. That was so stupid because they're really, I think they're going to throw the book at her because yep. trust me, Nobody has any sympathy for her. I don't care what kind of star power she is. They do not have any sympathy for them because people think that they're privileged anyway and they get away with a lot. And the fact that she says she didn't know what she was doing, uh-uh. No. Yeah. No boy. She even, hired, she even hired somebody to work on her... Um, you know, get her name back in the press again. I don't blame her. I would have. I would have done that too. Hiring a publicist. That's listen. If, if you're if from a political perspective, if you're looking at it from the politics of it, hey, bad news. Get a publicist. Get out there and start getting positive news. You know, lifetime. Yeah. Lifetime parted ways with her. According to Lifetime, but Lifetime Hallmark. What we Hallmark? What we, well, Hallmark Lifetime. They're all the same. But what you what people don't understand is that while Hallmark while Hallmark says they've parted ways, Hallmark isn't the production company that makes her movies, and the contracts to make her movies she still has. So, to make movies. Yeah, well, that's she, what she does. The contract that she had was with Hallmark, and they have let her go, oh, period. 
Let me educate In you fact, again. The, the series that she <laughs> is on, which is called Tea Garden uh, Where History? Goes the Heart or When Comes the Heart, Where which Goes I the Heart on and Day Evenings. And she, Tea Garden Mystery. She has been let go and they have they have left it open, however, because it's my sister and I had this discussion that People are innocent until proven guilty, and her court case is still ongoing. So until which time that she is found guilty and sentenced to whatever, they're not going to completely eliminate her character. The way they did it was they wrote the character and her son off as if they went to visit this relative. So there is an option for a return, but it's going to depend upon how she comes out of this. So that may be why she's pleading not guilty. I, I, that's what I think, but I think well, that it's no case. So prepare I think for they some, got too much let's, evidence. Let's, 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 let's educate. The most popular series on Hallmark, one of the most popular series, is called the Tea Garden Mysteries, which Lori Laughlin is the star. The production company that makes those movies is not part of Hallmark. Hallmark buys the movies. Hallmark has the movies purchased through 2027. Okay? And the now, as far as there goes the heart... That is a Hallmark production, but the production company that makes it is not Hallmark. Now, here's here's what's probably going to happen with all this, with Lori Laughlin. She's going to sit down. This is going to blow over. They're going to work with the attorneys to get it to where she doesn't have any kind of major affliction, get a diversion, get this done, get it out. Publicist starts putting all kinds of good things that she's doing blah, blah, blah. and she's back on Hallmark by 2020's Christmas season they're facing 40 years in jail of what they did um, she she could if she fights it if she just lets it go and works out a deal that's what they're doing now behind the scenes most likely she knows that if she takes this all the way down and gets convicted she's through now, if the jury selection go, if the jury selection goes her way, she she stands a good chance. If jury selection does not go her way, you plead guilty and get done with it. Everybody knows they're guilty. She knows she's guilty. I don't know. It's gonna world right now. I would I would do what Felicity Huffman did. Just to be honest, Felicity Huffman Absolutely. did the right thing. I have Own more it. respect for Felicia, Felicia, uh, whatever. Own it and be done with it. And I recommend right. everybody watch Desperate Housewives to help with her royalties to help pay for the lawyers that she's had to retain. Do you know that she was on Treasure? Um, she played the part of Julia. And I only know this because a few weeks ago I'm looking at the credits and her name came up. So, yeah. Gotcha. Quite a good part. Well, and the final, the final note this evening that I told you a few minutes ago was going to be done is the Speaker of the Tennessee House of Representatives, Lynn Cassida, has uh-huh. been called upon to resign. <laughs> he needs um, to. He, needs he will to. not resign. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What did you just say? <laughs> 
I not said the Pelosi. Speaker of the Tennessee House of Representatives has, has been called upon to resign. He will not. Um, if he gets in trouble for anything, it'll be the behind-the-scenes stuff for that vote on the voucher bill, which, by the way, uh, as I predicted, cannot only cover two counties in the state. It will have to cover the entire state. And when that comes up for a vote, it passes overwhelmingly with the opt-out clause for um, students. So, having You're said behind all that, the time. That's all been voted. That's all been voted on, and it's a done deal. They, they're already out of session. I know they're out of session. I know they voted on the bill. I know it's being challenged in court. I'm not behind. I know exactly what's going on. I know that they've got a summer review committee, and I know when that committee is done, well, the heart a, new, a new bill will be on the floor for three things that were voided out. Now, Glenn Cassida may not be speaker the next session. It's most likely going to be David Hawk as the mm-hmm. speaker. Uh, David will be the speaker most likely in the next session, uh, and if that's the case, <laughs> it's a great day for the Tennessee legislature. I thought Bill Dunn was up next. Dunn won't get it. It'll, I hope not. Dunn won't get it. Dunn's a hack. Anyway. What about Michael Schwartz? Execution to move forward in Tennessee. Bill Lee will not intervene. Well, Sparks, well, we won't talk about that. Remember, you've got to stand for something or you fall for anything. Thank you, Soldier for Without Them. We wouldn't be able to do this. Thank the families of soldiers for Without Them. We wouldn't have an all-volunteer army. And do me a favor, guys. Next time you see one of these little old veterans at Walmart, go up and tell them thank you. Makes their day. Uh, they truly, they, that group truly, truly is from a great generation, and they are dying off one by one. And many of them have never heard two simple words of thank you. Having said that, until next time, have a good night, everybody. Good night.